that on this first Sunday in March, as we prepare to celebrate and eat bread together and drink of this cup together in remembrance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and we do so until it's coming back again in this Lent season, we look forward to the uh, suffering and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We come to worship him together, and we invite you to join us in worship today a little something like this. I 
to come out to the house of worship one more time. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. There is none like you. Lord, we just want to come thank you this morning, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for letting us see another day. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for blessing us, keeping us, and protecting us from dangers we can see and dangers we cannot see, Heavenly wow. Father. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to, to worship you, Heavenly Father, this morning, Lord. Lord, we ask you right now, help us, Lord, to forget about ourselves right now, Lord, and let's just focus and concentrate on you and worship you in this sanctuary, Heavenly Father. Father, where we say, let everything that have breath praise the Lord, Lord. We all got breath, so we need to praise the Lord right now. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you. It's the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. Amen. The scripture reader comes from Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. If you're able to stand in honor of God's word, you may do so. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Genesis chapter 12. Verses 1 through 4. Amen. And it reads, The Lord has said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. Amen. Thank you. 
going to read first uh, from New Living uh, Translation, then follow, uh, read the same text uh, from the New International Version. I want to highlight the imperative and the command uh, that God gives uh, to Abram in this text. Uh, New Living Translation reads this way. The Lord has said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. A New International Version reads this way. It says, The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curse you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he was set out from Haran. Amen. Praise God for his word. As we look at this text, if you can help announce the subject matter to your neighbor, tell them, move towards your blessing. Amen, amen. Help, help your other neighbor out. Tell them the same subject matter. Tell them, move towards your blessing. Now I want you to tell them this. Greatness is ahead. Amen, amen. As we look at this text of move towards your blessing, I read uh, from the New International Version and the New Living Translation 1. It says in Genesis 12 chapter, he says, leave. And the New International Version has the word go. What I want to highlight that however it says leave or it says go, it is an imperative. It is a command. It is not a suggestion. (laughs) It is not a survey. It is a direct command from God saying now it is time to go. I'm not talking to somebody here. And here it is that God is telling him what direction he needs to go. I want to encourage you in your life, if you have not heard it before, let me be the first to tell you, you need to go to the Father. (laughs) When you go to the Father, he's going to lead you in the right direction. Here in our lives, some of us are lost, don't know where to go, don't know what to do. Well, my question is for you, have you found your direction in the Father? (laughs) If you go to the Father, he will move you in the right direction. Your destiny, your fulfillment, your purpose is found in him. And when I said it's found in him, it's found in him by your faith. Let me tell you, never, you got to have faith. Faith is the complete confidence and trust in God. This foundation is able to endure all kinds of adversities. Your foundation can be shook. Your foundation can even be set on fire, but it will withstand whatever it's going through as long as it's withstanding and standing on the word of God. The word of God is true. The word of God is faithful. The word of God will hold up in times of adversity. I would also like to liken our faith in a way as like fuel. Now, I'm not talking like fuel on gas you put into your car, but fuel that you got to eat for your nourishment. I'm talking about fuel that you need for your sustenance. Fuel that you thank God when you sit down and say, thank you, God, for this daily bread. Fuel, I'm talking about your doctor will tell you that if you don't eat this, you're not going to be healthy. In other words, I'm trying to point out that my faith is needed for me to live. 
And so if my faith is my fuel, then my fuel will give me energy and the ability to be sufficient and effective in what I'm doing in life. And I'm talking to somebody here today that God has taught us how to rely on him. When Jesus taught us in the model prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Do you understand that God provides daily for us? And since he provides daily for us, how daily I need him, every day I need him. We are being taught. Our body knows how to look towards God for our daily nourishment and sustenance. We can confidently ask of God to provide for whatever we need. Again, Leviticus 20, chapter verse 26 says, you must be holy. Because I, the Lord, am holy. I have set you apart from all other people to be my very own. What I want to highlight here is that if God has called you and set you apart, he's going to provide you what you need to play your part. Anybody ever been in the play before? Have you ever been in the play? They don't tell you to bring your own costume. They, they, they prepare the costume. They prepare the scene. They let you know what it should look like in, in order to be in the play. You can't just show with any other costume. They're going to say, no, it got to meet the scene. Here it is. God wants you to play your part. He's going to give you what you need to play your role. Living for the Lord calls us to be holy and to play our role because he is holy. We've been set apart for his glory. We're called out to be different, and we have a different purpose. So what I'm trying to tell you, don't try to be like your neighbor. Don't try to be like everybody you see on social media. Don't try to be like everybody else when God created you to be just like you. We say it all the time when we try to, you know, mack on people and try to go back in the day, right, when God made you, he broke the boat, right? Like, yeah, you look so good. You look so good. There ain't nobody look like you. I'm going to tell you the truth. That's what God did for everybody. Because <laughs> everybody God made is good. There's nobody else like us. We are all different and individual and unique and special for our God. Tell your name, I'm special. I heard y'all bragging about yourself. Go ahead, say it again. I'm special. <laughs> know how special you are in God's eyes. Don't get caught up that somebody else will tell you who they think you are, but let them know I'm a child of God. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I've been called into his glory. Let us walk in that. Abraham's greatness is remembered. And I, I, I jumped ahead getting excited. I said, Abraham. But his name is Abram. Before it became Abraham. Abram means exalted father. Abraham means father of multitude. Hebrews 11 chapter verse 8 said it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go into another land. That God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. Uh, Hebrews 11 chapter verse 8 summarized what we just read in Genesis chapter 1, uh, sorry, Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 through 4. God called Abel to leave by faith to go a place he does not know. What I encourage you to move towards your blessing means you might have to move from where you are. Anybody here ever moved before? Moving is not easy. Matter of fact, you find out who your real friends are when it's time to move. You find those friends that come early for the donuts. You find those friends that stay late till you got to fill the car back up and drop it off and go back out and everybody's tired. You find those friends that are not available to the ones that are available and they drive the truck. We find out what it takes to move because it takes time, it takes sacrifice, and yes, it takes some sweat and some tears. But oftentimes we don't move because we're too comfortable. We like how things are, but we really don't like how things are. But we don't dislike it enough that we're willing to change. So we stay where we are. I want to encourage us that we want to learn to be obedient children of God, living by faith and expressing our faith by following his directions and moving towards our blessing. Can Abram be our teaching to, our teacher today? Abram is chilling with his family and his dad. The text tells us that Abram leaves with Lot, his nephew. Abram being a family man, he understands about sticking together. 
Abram is not understanding what's going on. He cannot help you out what's happening here. Uh, his, his father intended to go to Canaan, but he stayed in Haran. Go, go back and look earlier in the text. Say so he was on his way, but he sat here. God now tells him it's time for you to leave and go to Canaan. I'm, if you don't know about Canaan, Canaan is the place of promise that they're supposed to go. But they're not there yet. But God is pointing to the future to let Abram know that I have a place for you. Uh, if you don't want to follow back with me, again, keep your Bible open. Try not to fall asleep. You see, I'm not telling you a lie. You look at Genesis 11 chapter. Go back earlier, right before the 12th chapter. And look at verse 31. It says, On the day Terah took his son Abram, his daughter-in-law Sarai, his sons Abram's wife, and his grandson Lot, his son Herod's child, and moved away from Ur of the Chaldeans. He was headed for the land of... Y'all with me there. So they didn't make it there, but God said, now it's time for you to go. Now, here's the thing. This, it wasn't Abram's visit. He was just following his daddy. <laughs> his daddy, he went, wherever you go, I go. Let's go. We're going to roll together. We end this together. Now it's time for you to move on. There's times in our lives that we just follow everybody. We do what everybody else does. We dress like they dress. We listen to whatever they listen to. But then there comes a time for you to find out who you are. And you might have to move out of a place of comfortability. You might have to move out of a place of convenience. And you might have to go through some hardships, some trials, and some tribulations. In other words, some growing pains to find out who you are. You've got to discover your own path in your life. You might have to be stretched. To find out how far you can go. Life is full of learning experiences. And this happens when you experience new things. Matter of fact, as I think about experiencing new things, I, I think about children. We see how they discover new things all the time. It don't take much. All of a sudden, you could put them in the car seat. And they went from being rear-facing to forward-facing. All of a sudden, they found those buttons to be touched. You find out now, I need window lock. <laughs> Why is that window open back there? Baby say, hey, this goes up and down, up and down. They're discovering something, something new to them. They want to discover and find out what's going on. In our times in our lives, it's like us too. Sometimes it's fun when we discover something new, but we got to be willing to turn around. Y'all just see, I'm just... <laughs> we got to be willing to do something new. Look at something, face something new in order to see. You learn how to grow stronger. And mature as we go through different trials and tribulations, different experiences in our life. It is hard to do the things all uh, by yourself and do it alone. That's why God will not leave. God will not forsake you. God will give you the fuel you need to survive. Your faith in him will be enough. Tell your neighbor, God is enough. This, this will test you to see you how great you're going to be. Look what verse 2 says in Genesis chapter 12. He says, I will make you into a great nation. Can I clarify again? It says, I will make you into a great nation. Uh, who is talking? God is talking. God says, I will make you. <laughs> what I want to encourage you to understand, don't make yourself great. God, you make me great. Times in our lives that we see, we want to be like somebody else because we think they're great. We idle them. We like them. Many of us have people we like. It might be an artist. It might be a musician. It might be a writer. It might be a doctor. Somebody that inspired you say, I want to be like them. That is great. And when they inspire us, well, we model some of the things they do. That is great. That is fine. But here's one thing we want to find a limit to, that they're not perfect. But God says, be ye holy, for I am holy. And as we model him, we learn how to let some things go that are not like him so we can do the things that are of him. You can be great wherever you are and still honor God and work in obedience according to his will. When we're looking that God is going to make us great, let me address how Abram's greatness was before him. Abram's blessing is not where he is. Abraham's blessing is not where he is. Abraham's blessing is not where he is, which means he has to move to get his blessing. 
Why did he have to move to get his blessing? Because God said go. <laughs> if God tells you to go, then go. Notice how he did not go before God said go. He went when God said go. Let me help somebody out. Anybody ever run a race? And when you're running a race, do you have somebody to call the race? And that person called the race, let you know when you ought to go, ready, set, set in two quarters. <laughs> you ever know somebody like that, right? They're having some fun with y'all. See, you going to jump, ready in the hat. And here it is that you got to wait till they say go. Because if you go ahead of time, you are what? Disqualified. Oh, that old count. You know, so don't get disqualified trying to get ahead of the count. But wait until God says go. And, and, and when we understand, we can be good at this race knowing this, that some of us were so fast in our race that we gave people head starts. And we would brag about ourselves, I could beat you halfway. You can, you can start up there. You can start up there. I'll give you a head start. But I want to help you understand that God has already given us a head start. And so we can oftentimes just sit back and relax and say, when he says go and move, and knowing that we're going to get our destination. God is in the blessing business. Tell your neighbor, God's in the blessing business. Abram's greatness is before him. God tells him, I will bless you. Your blessing is not where you are, but where you're going. And here's the other thing. His blessing was not his destination. If you don't understand, Abram did not reach Canaan. And that's sad news. The promised land is Canaan. Abram didn't reach the promised land. But he was blessed. Sometimes we think the blessing is the destination. We miss the journey. The blessing is in the journey. And nothing is more true in this blessing is when we are celebrating somebody's life. We talk about when they were born and we talk about when they died, but most of the time we talk about the journey. We talk about how they lived before they died. And when we understand the journey is a blessing, those are what we remember. And here's how Abram became Abraham and the children were blessed in the journey. Abram presently is not ready for the blessing because he needs to discover how he ought to grow and be matured for God's will. I want to also highlight Genesis 12 chapter tells you the age of Abram. Said he was 75. Some of you Bible scholars know that makes sense because you know how old he was when he had his first child. That's from 25 years later. <laughs> I went from exalted father to father of many, and yet 25 years later, I only get one child. <laughs> Something ain't adding up here. But there's a blessing how that one seed be the blessing of men. Do you understand that the journey is not oftentimes to limit us from understanding how great the destination is. But the journey sometimes might be greater than the destination. The blessing of Abraham follows the command, go. Tell your neighbor, you got to go first. This imperative God gives to Abraham is to go. To go and be obedient. Go and be a follower. Go and be an example. Go and get your blessing. Do not lose out on what God has for you because you did not go. That you allow fear to limit you from moving forward. Fear of disappointment, fear of failure, fear of doing something new because you have not experienced it before. When I think about fear, I remember how sometimes we have fear because somebody has told you to be afraid. I was being taught how to swim. We went to swim school every summer. Um, I went with my brothers and my sisters who were older than me and the better swimmers than I. But yet I had a fear of putting my head on the wall. I can float with my head above the wall. I can swim with my head above the wall. They said, that's not how you swim, Sam. You got to put your head down. You got to go down and come up for air and go back down. Like, nope, not going to do it that way. I'm going to doggy paddle my way from belt side to side. That's what I'm going to do. Keep my head up. That's all good. I'm not going down. I'm not going down. Mama bought me goggles. Not going down. Wearing the goggles. Not going down. Got me nose plugs. Not going down. Got the goggles and the nose plugs. Not going down. The mom said, I'll buy you a toy. All right, Mama, going down. <laughs> got my toy. I, I was good to go. Mama, did you see? I saw your son. Now now I'm going, I got my head down. I'm, I'm playing under the water, going under the water. But Mama said, now when you're playing, don't you go to the deep end. Okay, Mama, I won't go to the deep end. Ooh, it's deep over there. It's scary over there. 
Scared of the deep end. Passed swimming lessons. Made in swimming lessons. Now I'm in high school. Got to pass swimming lessons. You got to go in the deep end. My mama said, don't go in the deep end. <laughs> I'm scared of the deep end. Mama said, don't go into the deep end. My teacher says, why are you scared? I'm like, mm, I didn't want to tell her in front of the class. My mama said. <laughs> so the teacher knew me very well. And what he did, it made me experience something new. He pushed me in. Then he says, are you okay? He said, I'm doing all right. He said, told you to be all right. <laughs> I was scared because what I was told to have me fear, but someone else told me, you can do it. And he pushed me in. Tell, you, tell your neighbor, sometimes you got to get a little push. Got to get a little push. Uh, Abram had to get pushed to go out of his land, not knowing where he was going, but knowing that God will, be, will lead him to where he needs to be. Here's another beautiful thing. That if God starts you on something, he will finish it. We find this in Philippians 1 and 6, another good memory verse I have in there. For, for I am certain that God who began a good work in you will continue until the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what Paul writes to the church in Philippi. And that rings through to this day that God will be with us. Because even in Genesis, the 12th chapter, he says that I will be with you. Oh, glory be to God. If you are following God's orders and following God's directions, knowing if he's ordering your steps, then you know you are stepping in the right place, you're stepping in the right position, and God is with you all the way. Even if you stumble while you're going the right way, God's going to work it out. Psalms 37, 24 says that though they stumble, they will never fail. For the Lord holds them by the hand. Anybody here glad that God holds <laughs> That's why even if you let go, it's all right. God won't let go. Mm. Even if you fall, God will pick you up. God told Abram to go. It was going to be all right. The Lord knows the plans he has for you and where he's going to lead you. And here's the other thing I want to highlight here. Not only do you got to follow the commandment, you got to go. Not only do you need to let God make you great, but also find out that God will do the blessing. Y'all see that there? Verse 2, still there. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. You can't be a blessing to others until God first bless you. And you can't be blessed by God until you first go and do. We get a reverse that we want to be famous, and then we want to bless people. We want to do all the things by ourselves and say, look how great I am. But yet, what we can say, how great is our God? How awesome is our God? And then God can use us to be a blessing unto others. We'll find out how great he is. Once you have done what God has called you to do, you will see how God will take care of the rest. Jesus made it very clear. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his rights and all these other things will be added unto you. God is in the blessing business, y'all. Abram is called to be obeying to God, and God is going to bless him in multiple ways. Look at the four ways he's blessed. He will bless you and make you famous. You will be a blessing to others. Those who bless you, I'm sorry, you will bless those who will bless you and all the families. Y'all see that there? All the families will be blessed through you. Now, I want to highlight about what it means to be blessed. Oftentimes in our world, we kind of blend words together like they mean the same thing. Um, like blessing, and we equate it to luck. But blessing is not luck. God blesses his obedient children. Blessing is not based on luck or opportunity, but God doing the work for his obedient children. Because the definition of luck can be defined as success or failure apparently brought by a chance rather, or through one's own actions. <clears throat> what I want to highlight here, <clears throat> nothing I can do can bless me. Nothing I can do can bless somebody else. But what I can do with God, mm, for man it's impossible, with God all things are possible. Our, our, our response to what God has called us to do is obedience, and God will bless the obedience. Here's a beautiful thing about what we find out in our Bibles that God is in control. And when God is in control, he can put the right people in the right place, in the right position for the right time. 
And then we don't say I was lucky or it was luck on my side, but we say I have not been for the Lord. If, if, if it wasn't for the Lord on my side, where would I be? You see, we don't use that word luck as if it was happened by chance or something else was there, but the force and the power that's behind everything that's good in my life comes from the Lord. God told Abram that he will keep on blessing him. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. Deuteronomy 28, 13 sows the blessing on the children of Abraham. He says, if you listen to these commandments of the Lord, your God that I'm giving you today, and you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you will always be on top and never at the bottom. You understand the blessing of Abraham comes from our obedience. Let me read it one more time. It's God said, if you listen to these commands of the Lord, your God, that I am giving you today, and you will carefully obey them, the Lord will, tell your neighbor, the Lord will, make you the head and not the tail. He will always be on, you will always be on top and never at the bottom, because God is in the blessing business. The eternal blessing of Abraham to all the families through the covenant established by Moses now fulfilled in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me take it home for you. Let me see y'all with me here. So far, it says Abraham, exalted father, became Abraham, the father of multitudes. The blessing goes through Abraham, who is a father of Isaac. Isaac is the father of Jacob. Jacob is a father of 12 sons, and these are the children of Israel. One of Jacob's sons was named Judah. Judah was blessed to have the Messiah come through his lineage. Genesis 49 and 9 says, Judah, my son, is a young lion that has finished eating his prey. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness, who dares to rouse him? Well, that lion was roused in the name of Jesus. But one of the 24 elders said to me, stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seats. Well, if you've not seen what I just did, I went from Genesis to Revelation. I went from Abram to Jesus. I want you to see that God has worked out our salvation from Abram to Jesus. Now, what you not, what you might have missed, what I'm trying to help you to see, is that the blessing was not there, but in the future. <laughs> and you understand, we're still looking towards the future, towards our blessing in Jesus. But we are blessed right now because what he did in the past. And what he did in the past, he can do in the present. And what he can do in the present, he can do tomorrow. Why? Because he's the same today as he was yesterday and he will be tomorrow. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the one who is, who was, who is to come. And so when we respond to God, our Father, and we go, matter of fact, Jesus tells that to his disciples when he had to go. He says, now you go. And make disciples. Baptize them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Wait a minute. You said baptize them what? In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You understand? You are blessed, blessed, and blessed. Blessed by God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I wish a few more people in this place to understand that I'm going to go because of the blessings of the Lord. I'm the head, not the tail. I understand his blessings will never end. So respond. To God the Father. No, you have not arrived until you've seen him face to face. So keep on pressing on, my children. Keep on praying in the spirit. God will guide you and direct you. And not only do you need to keep on praying in the spirit, keep on studying in the word of God. When you're studying the word of God, it'll be hidden in your heart that you might not sin against you. And his word will give you direction, let you know which way you need to go. Now I want to close and let you know that Jesus, as Revelation made it clear, has given us victory. Your victory is always before you when you are walking with the Lord. 
You are blessed by the best and can't lose. You are covered by the blood of the Lamb. When you understand that you've been blessed, you've been blessed, and you've been blessed. Blessed by God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you ought to praise him because you already won. Don't give up and stop moving towards your blessing, but know that greatness is ahead. Don't get caught up thinking you're going to have your best life now when the best is yet to come. I'm done preaching now, but I just want to spend a moment to celebrate how the best is yet to come. Uh, Jesus is coming. (laughs) Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. So keep your lamps trimmed and burning, knowing that he may not come at the time you think he's coming, but he's coming. So don't get caught up living in this world, thinking that it's all empty, it's all in vain. Do not be weary of your well-doing, knowing that God will reward the faithful. I want to ask, encourage you that you might have to get out and do something that might be uncomfortable to you. Abram had to get up and move from stuff he did not have, but God blessed him along the way. I didn't read all the stories of Abram, but y'all know Abram went from Abraham being a rich man. He was a wealthy man. The kings were scared of him. He was walking around like, don't let him come up in here. He might rob us. He might get us. He was a wealthy man. Why? And he started out with nothing, but God blessed him with everything that he needed. I want to encourage you to say, don't look around and say, I want what they got. I want what they got. Take what God has for you. And here it is, that if he does not give you anything more, he's already given you enough. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that's more than enough. Because you know that he's coming back again and he's looking for his bride, his church without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. So let us walk. Let us keep on moving forward, our blessing. And this time of Lent will remind us. We're reminded of his suffering, reminded of his pain, which means that uh, our journey, too, is not going to be easy. Uh, we might have some endure pains and hardships, but what we know that we have victory. We have victory in Jesus. Let us pray. God, we thank you for the victory we have in Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that our ladder can be greater in you. Thank you, Lord, that you know the plans that you have for us and that you are in control. Forgive us the times of God that we try to make our own plans and see how we could be famous. But, Lord, may we submit and surrender to your will right now. Move, Almighty God, and have thine own way. Lord, there might be someone who does not know Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior. Lord, I can believe, I pray that they can humble themselves and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died on the cross for their sin. Thank you, Lord, that you defeated death and you rose from the grave. And Lord, I pray that may they confess and believe in their heart and know that you have risen from the grave and they say, Lord, I want you to come to my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that you help them find a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church where they can grow and be discipled according to your will. Uh, Father, move as only you can, Lord, we pray. Amen. As we continue to to worship and celebrate him, we prepare to to, uh, eat of this cup and drink. I'm sorry, yeah, eat of this bread and drink of this cup as we do, Lord, in remembrance of him as we prepare for communion. Does anyone have elements?
sat down with disciples and he blessed them. Let us pray. Father, we ask you to bless these elements that represent your broken body and your poured out blood for the remission of sins. Bless this almighty God with your presence as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup in remembrance of you, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Jesus took of the bread and he broke it and said, this is my body. Let us eat together. Let us eat. Likewise, he took up the cup after the supper and said, this represents my blood. He poured out for remissions of sins. Drink ye all of it. Let us drink together. The scriptures record that they gathered everything so that none would be lost in the exit singing hymns. We have the ushers come around to collect everything. And then we'll be continuing to worship in our God. We pray to give God his tithe and our offering. Those who join us online, you're welcome to be able to contact us through our website, www.zionbcpure.com, and also download our app. You can give online or text to give uh, through the app as well. Let us prepare to give God uh, his tithes and our offering, and let us pray. Father, we thank you, for God, for all you blessed us and prospered us. We freely give back to you what already belongs to you. Bless those, Lord, who have desired to give, yet have not. We thank you, Lord. You supply their every need. Now, Father, bless what is given for the edification, the building of your church and your ministry for your kingdom. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 As you follow the instructions of the usher. Thank you, Lord. Join us online. God bless you. 